0: This is Adam menace And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll
1: Hear It podcast, daily jazz advice coming at you. Hmm. Today we're going to give you five tips for performing in a
0: recording session. Good, because I just got signed to a major label and so I'm going to be doing a lot of recording sessions coming well, up. Well, we know that's not true because there's no such thing as a major <laughs> label anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, Tel-Arc Jazz, have you heard of it? <laughs> No? <laughs> What's wrong with
1: Tellarch Jazz? That's, That's a it. real thing. It is a real thing. <laughs> we can't clown all that. Sorry sorry, sorry, sorry,
0: <laughs> We've only got a call okay. I was joking that I would be signed to Tellarch. They don't even really do it's anything. self-deprecating that. Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Sorry. Today we're going to give you five tips for performing. How do you perform in a rec- record? Well, you're doing a performance. Okay. Today we're going to give you five tips for performing in a jazz recording session. Good, because my band just got signed to a major label, and I'm going to have a lot of recording sessions coming up. That sounds good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's not true. sounds false, too, because yeah. there is no major labels anymore. But Absolutely. Good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, recording sessions can be fun, and actually, all jokes aside, the beauty of the current times we live in is that you know, it's more accessible, more affordable, and more available for anybody to do a recording session to make, an, you know, a, a full CD, you know, just to do some online tracks, put it up on, on um, you know, uh, SoundCloud or whatever. There's so many different ways to get your music out there. Um, you can record, you know, with just a computer and a little keyboard. You, you know, a lot of recording studios are, are more affordable than they've ever been uh so so it's something for us all to be thinking about it's, it's a great thing to sort of plan for You know, you prepare music, you know, be it standards, your own original recordings, kind of put together some documentation of where you are as an artist. But you got to know how to perform once you get into the recording session. That's right. And, you
0: know, whether you're recording on your laptop in your living room or at Avatar in New York, some basic principles apply to either one about performing and about some techniques that we're going to give you here to
1: hopefully get your best on record. Great, great. So let's jump right in with number one. And those of you that are regular listening, listeners to you'll hear will know that it's usually listen, and that's what it is today. That's right. <laughs> um, and this is very important. and you have to kind of adapt this to the surroundings of your particular recording session. A lot of times you have headphones on. Um, sometimes you're in kind of a, a live recording situation on a gig, festival, club. Um, outdoors or whatever, but you have to really make sure that you 're i mean we look you 're always supposed to be listening when you play, but you may have to kind of pay more attention you 're nervous about the music you 're thinking about the sound quality, all these things, but you need to be listening to each other, you need to be listening to yourself um, and really as you 're recording, not just when you 're going into listening to, listen to, to takes and things like that, the same kind of things that make for a successful performance live are going to make for a successful Recording. So, first and foremost, listen. It's simple and it's simplistic, but it's just so important. And the beauty of the simplicity of it is that whatever level you're at in terms of your listening, if you apply your mental and, and, you know, your mental energy, your concentration to that first and foremost, you're really going to be able to put your best recording on tape, as they say.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to add to this that you know, in order to to listen properly, oftentimes in recording sessions, you may be on headphones, right? You may have cans. Make sure to take the time to get a good headphone mix at the start, as good as you can, so that you are comfortable with what you're listening to. You know, don't don't uh,
1: don't skimp on that time. That's very very important. Yeah, because you want to. I mean, even if you have like the volume correct, a lot a lot of newbies in recording sessions, you know, the the engineer will give you time or if you're the engineer, you know, how, how do your cans sound? How do your headphones? And you're just thinking about the different levels. That's right. And that's fine, but you also want to get a really good sound quality. You want it to be pleasurable what you're listening to so that nothing gets in the way of, you know, you listening really for the music. You want it to sound good as good as possible. That's right. Our number two tip
0: is to be prepared. This is really, really very important, especially if you're in a a professional studio because they are very expensive. Yes. And you don't want to be wasting your money or the band leader's money or whomever's money. Uh, You want to have your stuff together. If there's charts, make sure that you have them with you. Make sure you've at least practice the music a little bit the day before that morning, <laughs> but be as prepared as possible so that when you get in there, you're not wasting time trying to figure stuff out that could have been figured out, you know,
1: days, weeks before. Right. And I think that uh, in my experience, the the level of concentration that you need to really execute a successful recording session is pretty high. So the better prepared you are with the things that you can um, anticipate. The more your your concentration and mental energy is going to be able to go to really executing on a great creative product of your playing. So you want to, you know, the preparation, you can't prepare for everything that's going to happen musically, and you shouldn't, but you want to be prepared to be able to react to those things, to be able to concentrate on those things, so that the little mundane things like, oh, I wish I would taken care of that, that's just more mental energy you have to put there. So take care of what you can take care of, and then be open to the moment. Yeah, I think that even comes down to, like, thinking about your
0: sound that you want to record. If you're a saxophone player, you know, pick out your reeds before. If you're a drummer, pick out... Your sticks and what symbols or what snare drum you want to use. If you're a pianist, just think, show up. <laughs> just show. No, but think about you know uh, where where you think you want the mics. If you know anything about that, like having a,
1: a vision for that before you get into the room. Well, and I would say as a pianist, you know, see if you can get a little bit of time to get in and, and get accustomed. I, I always go to sessions early and I'll I'll usually ask them even if I can go the day before if possible so that because if you just show up an hour before the session supposed to start thinking I'm going to get to know the piano they're setting up mics they're moving things the drummer's like you know so really you know take the time to try to try to get at the instrument. Um, let's look at number three. We're doing five tips today, right? That's right. What happened to seven? We're getting lazy. We're getting a little <laughs> lazy. Well, I think our attention span of our audience is also waning. Let's be honest. That's true. We're, by the end of this podcast, it's going to be one hot tip. <laughs> listen. Yeah, listen. <laughs> um, okay, so the, for number three, we've got, um, you know, be free and creative and um, like there was an audience there, even though there's not an audience there. So a little bit of mental preparation for this will go a long way because you don't want to have everything planned out like it's not a live gig. It is different than a live gig, of course, but you want it to have that spontaneity, that creativity, that, that certain – um you know joyful playfulness that you get on a live jazz gig you want that to be recorded yes you want a little bit more precision with what you're doing and to be able to really execute things in a thought out way but you have to kind of i don't know almost like act like you're just on a regular gig That's still right. concentrating interacting but acting like there's an audience there even though there isn't one there yeah i think it's really
0: important i hear uh, um inexperienced people in the studio all the time they try to be very very safe yeah. when they're in there you know and it comes off sounding a little generic. weak yeah a little yeah, yeah. generic a little yep. weak and i always try to you know come out of the gate doing something uh, adventurous or taking risks like i would on a gig you know right it, even if it doesn't work the first time it kind of gets you out of that space
1: yep yeah and it just that sort of takes some time and experience but i do think you can accelerate i mean i remember the first few recording sessions i was in um i i was so careful with the way that I play because, I, because I, was, I was actually thinking about how is this going to sound? What do I want to be on this recording? And that's right. like the total opposite of what you want to do. Yeah, it's so depth it's depth. hard to get out of that. But, but the, the sooner you start, the, 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 the sooner you'll get to the promised land. That's right. So uh, number four, and this is a really, um,
0: after years of experience of this, this is, this is a very important practical tip. Try not to do more than five takes of the same song in a row. You know, oh, for yeah. me, I, I don't usually do more than three. And then I'll move on to something else because honestly, after take three, nothing good's happening.
1: That's right. You know? That's right. I mean, I would almost say take two. I mean, yeah. like three, you got to do some work. Like if we're talking about complete takes, yeah. you know, sometimes on the third take, if you have to do it, you really have to to manufacture that that first or second take kind of feel. Yeah. You know, so that usually means you're not even that well prepared, or there's something wrong with the arrangement or something. Right. Now we're not talking about, I believe, you know, like false starts and like little sections. Sometimes. You know, I almost think it's better, like, if you start out and it's not happening. Some people will say, well, go ahead and finish the take. I don't really believe that because I think that if it's a situation where you really feel like you can get a a full take without any editing or inserts or anything, it's better to kind of save that energy and that spontaneity. Just pull back if if something gets screwed up uh, towards the beginning of the take and and see if you can nail it the next time.
0: You know, and and in some situations, you may not feel like you have the time to... To not go for more and more takes to try to get what you want. But yep. I'm telling you, it's diminished returns, and you're going to end up wasting more
1: time than you're saving. Absolutely. And I mean, after you get five takes or even three, I would say just abandon it and come back another day. Totally. Or at least another time of the session. Absolutely. And then number five um, of our five tips for performing in a recording session is to recognize your surroundings. Now, I know we said before, is like, play in a way that like you're on a gig, but that's really for the sake of, you know, uh, still having it energetic and spontaneous. Um, when you're in the recording session, there's actually some advantages over when you're in a live situation. You can generally, if you took our early advice as far as really listening and getting your headphones right, you can actually hear better mm-hmm. and with more precision and more clarity and more detail than you can on most live gigs. That's right. So take advantage of that. Really listen closely in terms of your own playing, in terms of interaction with the other musicians if there's other people on there and use that for your advantage to make an even more inspired performance it's you know a good recording situation is almost like the perfect situation so it's going to amplify the the good parts of your playing unfortunately it'll also amplify the the inferior parts of your playing so try to really just be aware of your surroundings take advantage of of that great listening environment and and have a great time and lay down some fat tracks ph yeah because uh you know you'll hear it and then we'll hear it that's right everyone will hear it
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the you'll hear it podcast if you liked what you heard please leave a
1: rating or review yeah i liked what i heard i'm gonna leave five stars but you guys can do whatever you want (laughs) today's episode was brought to you by open studio jazz lessons from jazz legends Check out our brand new all access pass. All access, what is that? Like one or two courses you get, dude? I said all access, it's access to everything, every course, hundreds, oh, thousands, tens you. of thousands of <laughs> la- lessons. Th- well, back up, back no, up, definitely hundreds. We're getting <laughs> close to a thousand. Everything from Christian McBride, Peter Martin, Romero Lobombo, Gregory Hutchinson. Uh, Miles Davis, Meadlux Lewis, Jelly Roll Morton. Just getting ridiculous. (laughs) No, some of those, the first couple, we've got them. (laughs) Check us out. Openstudionetwork.com.